The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hello, dishers. I was traveling over the holidays, and I needed sunscreen that was safe for the reefs. Did you know that's a thing? Apparently it is. And they have it at Lakewinds. They've got sunscreen, face serums, essential oils, and moisturizing lotions all at the co-op. And I want you to try the North Naturals skincare line. It's made in Minnetonka. And who would better know how to hydrate your dry Minnesota skin than a local Minnetonka company? During the long Minnesota winter, they've got lots of products that'll help you out. And if you need to load up on vitamin C or essential oils, your local co-op has so much to offer. And if you're on this wellness journey and you don't really know what to get, talk to the folks there. They're really great. They'll help you. They'll recommend products and no membership is required to shop. Everyone is welcome. You can shop Lakewinds in Minnetonka, Chanhassen and Richfield. And you can also get delivery from Instacart. Find more information about the brands that they carry, recipes and community events at lakewinds.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Elizabeth Reese today. Oh, good morning. What a whoop, joy whoop. and such fun friends coming into the studio. I know it. That worked out really fun. Uh, we did miss the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. Uh, which is okay. So if you do have uh, <laughs> things to ask, you can go ahead and, you know, you can hit us up in the next hour if you want. We'll kind of open the lines for that if you have definite, definite things. But first of all, I have to tell you, you guys, we are doing a quick giveaway. Yes. We have a restaurant gift card to give away because guess what? It's restaurant week coming up. And so what we're going to do is give you guys a gift card. Uh, we're giving away a gift card to the ninth caller. So if you want to go ahead and give us a call right now, 651-641-1071, we're going to do that while we're doing Top 2 in Hour 2. Give him the old one two. And now the Weekly Dish presents Top 2, Top 2. The Top 2. Pick your best two. In Hour 2. All right, give me two, will it, will it. Okay, it's the time to show you guys that we that we basically uh, talk about some of the things that we are super psyched about. Yes. A couple of things that we love right now. Very good. You Why want me to start? You, I'll, you start. You're the guest. Oh, well, thank you Come so on. much. Come on okay. down. So I have um, a couple things, and this is where I really like to just pick things that we've made on Twin Cities Live that are so <laughs> delicious, because then I can get you the recipes, and yes. it's great. So Perfect. We, um, we did a fun series ahead of the Charlie Awards. So last week on Twin Cities Live, where we had some chefs who were up from awards come in and cook. And Katie Elsing from the Lynn Hall came in. Love the Lynn Hall. Just, I love the Lynn Hall too. Every time I go there, it's so lovely. If they have an event there, you guys, I mean, we did Easter brunch there and it was, they had an Easter bunny. Mm -hmm. They had eggs hidden all over for the kids. Like they just make it a really wonderful experience. Yes. And it looks so magical in there. I just walk in and every time it's like my breath gets taken away by how beautiful it is. It is. And it just feels good hanging out there. It totally does. So Katie made this passion fruit posset, which I'd never had before. No, And um, essentially it's like a French dessert and it's a custard and she did passion fruit in it. And then she crumbled on the top um, this coconut chiffon cake that she'd made these little cakes and kind of crumbled it on top and then put um, meringue on top oh. as well. And she served them in these darling little antique floral teacups. It was 
so unbelievably good. And Kelly Hansen was co-hosting with me. And it was like one of those moments where you try to get as many bites in in the commercial break as you possibly can. Yes. Because it was so delicious. And uh, we've got the recipe posted for you. It's linked up on TwinCitiesLive.com. And it really is very simple. But I think if you're hosting maybe like a baby shower. I love that. Or a bridal shower. Because yes. we're going to start to get into that season. We are. I mean, baby showers are whenever people have <laughs> There's babies. There's no season for <laughs> <that>. <laughs> to baby. It's not, we're not like chickens, but right. you know, whatever. Um, where you could make these ahead of time really easily and then serve them. And they were just shockingly delicious oh, like yeah. just and the the passion fruit is so flavorful and it's really unexpected for people so i think that you should absolutely make those this sounds really oh you would love it steph when i love the idea i'm i'm all for little teacups as yes. you know because i used to buy vintage teacups just for fun mm-hmm. because i had a oh god i just had a you know, an affliction for affliction for them. But there was like something like I always wanted something to serve in them. And it was kind of like tea is just not enough. Yeah. Tea's not enough. You can make desserts and you could totally do it in like cute Mason jars oh, yeah. or whatever you have on hand. Yeah. Um, but this was a and passion fruit winner is- of a recipe and the passion fruit is tart. Yes. And it is, um, not too I don't sweet. want to say aggressive, but it is, it's just, it's very flavor forward. Right. Good. Okay. Good. Uh, well, my first one is the avocado toast at Benedict's, which is like, I know that I don't, I mean, I've kind of gotten past the avocado toast and I don't, I don't ever order it. I never do. Oh, I'll never get past it. I'm I not sorry about because it. Because I think it's like most of them have just disappointed me for the amount of dollars or things like that. That's you know fair. what I mean? They have a really good one at the Restoration Hardware Rooftop. Oh, their avocado toast is really good. Okay. Okay. Tell me about the one at Benedict's. The one at Benedict's was, so here's the deal. I brought, it was Jake's birthday this week and I brought him breakfast or lunch, you know, and then I brought him hash browns and chili cheese tots for breakfast slash lunch. Brunch, really. That's it's very it's good. called brunch. And, um, but anyway, while I was waiting for it at, to go from Benedict's and Wayzata, I was like, well, I'll just get my own little treat while I'm sitting here and waiting for all this food to be, you know, up. And I got the avocado toast and I have to say it was perfectly done. Like those eggs were perfectly cooked over Good. easy and not like, and like you broke the egg yolk and no, it slimy totally white. ran yep. and they had little watermelon radishes all over it. Which and is then so good. the avocado was, you know, they did a guacamole basically, but mm-hmm. it was f- so fresh tasting. Mm-hmm. I was just so happy by the entire brightness of that thing on a sub wasn't even a, a degree outside. And that's a good, that's like feel good food. Yes. I just feel like there's something about it. And I know it get, it kind of gets a little extra, you know, and everyone's like, oh gosh, we're so over it. But, um, but for some reason, when I eat avocado toast, I feel, my stomach feels good. I feel like energized. Yeah. I feel satiated. Yeah. I think it's also something happens where we get sort of sick of everybody else's liking of it. <laughs> and so you like specifically walk away from it because you're like, ugh, everybody talks about it. I, I can't know. have it anymore. And that's a thing too. I was talking to my mom about it and she was like, she said, I don't like th- uh, things that other people like, popular things. And I'm like, yeah, but it's kind of like, sometimes- Oh my gosh, she needs to hang out with my husband. That's I, exactly him. I, and I agreed with her. We totally do that. Like, the internet is making everyone exactly the same. It is. <laughs> that's what he says. It is. That's what he says. Okay, what's your second one? Okay, so I have another one. And this also came from the same series where we were cooking with Charlie Award nominees. Mm-hmm. And one of the winners is Chef Yia Vang. We love Yia Vang. He is so great. Every time he comes through Twin Cities Live, we can't stop eating the food that he makes. Yes. And and I just love everything about his Hmong heritage and how much he strives to honor that. And then also how his parents just are very funny about his success. He tells us stories about how they're oh like, God. yeah, great. Okay, whatever. Are you going to be a doctor? <laughs> yeah. 
And then, yeah, or like, yeah, they basically are sort of like, anyway, he's like, yeah, I was on TV and I was in there like, anyways, anyway, can, you, can you go cut you up that thing and then yeah. Yeah, take the garbage out? And it's then, yeah, just very cute. So Ia is opening um, a new restaurant and he's got a Kickstarter campaign going for that. And he's just fabulous. And we've got that linked up on TwinCitiesLive.com as well. And we'll link this up for you. But he made... This um, tiger bite hot sauce, mm-hmm. which is like the hot sauce that he grew up eating. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a hot sauce that you think of that you like, like Tabasco. Yeah. It's more of like a paste that then you put on things. And so it's cilantro, garlic, Thai chilies, lime, fish sauce, oyster sauce, and shallots. Really simple. And he mixes it up in a mortar and a pestle. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you could do it in a food processor yeah. or whatever. Um, and then he served it with mung sausage and this yummy sticky rice. But it got me thinking about like any type of kind of rice bowl that you could mm-hmm. put that on mm-hmm. that would be so good. And it had just it was just one of those sauces that was so perfectly balanced with like tart. It's like a chimichurri when you want to think about it. Like yes. if, if that's where you need to like it's kind of like of, an Asian chimichurri. It's an Asian chimichurri. Yeah. And it's got that like it's got that bulk to it because when I say hot sauce or you think like these thin sort of things that are that you, you know that you kind of squirt out of a yeah bottle this or is that you shake this out of is a like a chunky beautiful you know I don't know it's a chimichurri it's That's, almost like a cross between a pesto and a sauce yeah it totally is and it but it doesn't have any oil in it so it's like a no. little bit drier yeah. so it's that's why it's almost a little bit more paste like yeah but it was so delicious and addictive and I just kept thinking of all these foods that it would make better. Honestly, it's one of those things like we had Steph Meyer on talking about her condiment book. Yeah. You know, the, the, you know, the kick butt condiment. Oh, I know. I've been looking forward to that. But that idea of like, if you just have like, I was thinking tonight there should be some sort of pot roast in our future or whatever. And I was thinking, but I don't know what I want with it. Yeah. And then I think, oh, if I only had like some of that, you know, with some of that beautiful, like chunky sauce, I right. like, totally, I might go do that. It, I might make that because that works out or with like steak or with pork or right, with chicken or right. with anything. I feel the same way. And I feel like this could be something that would be great with anything Asian yeah. inspired, but then anything not Asian too right, right. would be really good. Like your pot right. roast idea. Yeah. So anyway, tiger bite hot sauce, make it, eat it. Okay. It's really good. I love it. I'm actually going to uh, piggyback on that because of the fact for my second one was that I did go to Yivang's dinner. Last week at uh, that he hosted with Jorge Guzman. Yeah. And they did this thing. And here's the thing. They had the tiger bite there. They had, they put the sauce caddy out in the middle of, the, everything was family style. And P.S. Just, I'm very excited for Vinay because mm-hmm. that restaurant will be like family style. That's his Like you restaurant. and I will sit down and then with our other people and they'll be like, yeah, we'll get a whole fish. We'll get some of the sticky rice. We'll get this. And it'll all come and be sat down at our table. And we always ask you, yeah, how are we going to eat this? And he's like, with your hands. With your hands. Eat it. Pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> I I was with strangers just pulling things over and grabbing it. And I mean, that's my preferred way of eating. I'm not going to lie. For sure. I love it. Um, but anyway, what I wanted to say was my second one in top two. I know a lot of you guys are always looking for places to host events. We were at the Mid City Kitchen. Have you been there? No. I haven't either. It's brand new, I think. It's basically behind Dual Citizen and Naughty Greek over there. On University. Yes. Okay. And yeah, over there. And it is like this little warehouse that has been rejiggered. It has a commercial kitchen. It has a little bar area and a dining area where you can set up big tables and do all sorts of stuff. And it's just for private events. And all I could think of is how many times I have been looking for a place that has like a kitchen that could also do meetings or it could do, you know, you could have your chef do something, but you could have a presentation. You can have a whatever you need. Mid-city kitchen. Hmm. I loved it. It felt great in there. And it was big, tall ceilings and really like well decorated, not overly decorated, but not 
totally spare. Yeah, and either. that's right off 94, pretty close to Minneapolis. Yeah, that's easy to it's get to. right in between. Mm-hmm. I know. So Mid City Kitchen was kind of my. I was thinking a couple people were asking me for places for like grooms dinners or stuff like that. For sure, you could bring in your chef or the caterer. They can use that kitchen, and then they have this whole space. Oh my gosh! I know. I loved it. Really fun. I loved it. All right, you guys. Well, hopefully we have a winner. Hopefully we did get one right. Yes, uh, Nicole from Woodbury has oh, one. Congratulations, yes. Nicole. That's exciting. She's going to Restaurant Week for a hundred bucks. That's going to take care of a lot of stuff. Seeing that most of those dinners top out at three courses for thirty five dollars. Pretty good deal. I know. All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we're actually going to talk about Instant Pot. Oh yeah, and Bradley Trainer's appearance on TCL because I can't wait. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. Um, we are, uh, by the way, if you have missed any of the information from Sutherland and Fratsky or any of our wonderful things, you can always find us on podcast. Uh, we are always available to you, even if you're on the treadmill, even if you're snuggled up in your bed late at night some nights. <laughs> We're there for you. We're ready. Podcast time. I podcast. Like it. Mm-hmm. Um all right, so let's. We have to talk about. We basically have to talk about the um, instant pot because everybody wants to. You guys love the instant pot. We love the instant pot, and of course, we have a group called Weekly Dish Instant Potters, uh, which, of course, many of you love to join, and we're very happy for that um, because we are. I was just trying to find the number here, and I can't put up at the moment but we are like some nine thousand uh you're closing in on 10k members Jeez, we are at okay hold on uh we are eight thousand eight hundred ninety five members so do people share recipes they share things yep. that they're liking to make and kind of you know successes and yeah. fails yeah and we do um we do what i love too is that people kind of I guess what I love is that people jump in and just, and nobody's like, yeah, you know what? We answered that question three days ago. Yeah. You know, everyone knows that everyone is here to kind of just, some people are starters. Some people are brand new at it. Some people are like, how come I keep getting a burn message? For sure. And then that, you know, that group, then people are like, well, have you tried this? And have you tried this? You know, and everyone's very civil and kind of super lovely. That's because they're not hungry because they're making things in <laughs> they're their already instant cooking. Pot. Right. So. But like, so, this is such good intel. Things like this. Like, has anyone bought and used the ceramic inside liner? Is there a difference in how things cook? Going to pick up a second inside liner, but I have an option of stainless steel and ceramic and just was curious if any. And so like that kind of stuff. Let me just say, you can't ever really know unless you're talking to the people who have used it. Right. You know? Because I think like you can read all the reviews online, but this is a place where you can see and there we have a lot of the same commenters every time. Mm-hmm. So it's just wonderful. We just wanted to kind of highlight that. But someone besides us loves Instant Pot, and that is Bradley Trainer. His name is Bradley Trainer. You of course know him from the Colleen and Bradley show, yep. weekdays from noon to three, right here on My Talk 1071. Uh-huh. Bradley is obsessed with his Instant Pot, and he has two of them. And he makes things all the time. And he's really into batch cooking and meal prepping for Mm -hmm. him and um, his partner, Jamie. So Mm -hmm. they do a ton of cooking in the Instant Pot. And so when I come in for the Dirt Alerts at 1220 every day, Bradley's always telling me in the commercial breaks about what he has made in the Instant Pot. And so I said, you need to come on Twin Cities Live and share some of these ideas. So he was on the show a couple of weeks ago. And he did a breakfast, lunch, and dinner edition of what to make in the Instant Pot. And I have to say, you know, and I don't have one. I borrowed my sister's over the summer when I was cooking in the porch kitchen when my kitchen was being renovated. And just to be clear, people have sent messages like, why doesn't Elizabeth get an Instant Pot? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. know. I'm not about to force her into more gadgets. I know. I hadn't gotten one. And I I definitely like the idea. But I spent all my money on my stove, you guys. (laughs) I want to use my stove. Let's use that first. (laughs) I want to use the stove that I spent all this money on. 
But Bradley made a really strong case for some great things in the Instant Pot. He made this uh, cinnamon raisin oatmeal, which he did with steel cutouts. I'm sure if you're an Instant Pot user, you've done this a million times. But I was so impressed by the texture. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I think has been sort of holding me back is what's the texture going to be like. And then he did this. He's really into um, doing a big turkey breast in the Instant Pot. And he's been doing this for a long time. And he makes it and then he uses it in all sorts of recipes. And I had just made um, like a shredded chicken in the slow cooker yeah. the week before. Yeah. And the texture of the Instant Pot version was so much better. Yep. Yep. It was like you didn't get that kind of stringy flavor. Rubbery. Yeah. And by the end, by after a couple of days of eating the one that I'd made in the, um, in the slow, slow cooker, cooker, I'm like, I've, this has got to go. Yeah. I have to get rid of this. It's it is. There's something about. Yeah, especially doing because I've always said that the big thing for me is I like to take things that are frozen and just put them in there and get yeah. it done because I come home and I forget. I was like, oh, I didn't pull anything out of the freezer. Right. So that to me, using that high pressure, but using that moist high pressure. And that's the difference, I think, you know, and that that high heat. Yes. Is that's what cooks it without killing it and without making it go too long. I said to Bradley during the segment that that pulled chicken breast tasted to me just like turkey to go. Yeah. Oh, it did. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I loved it. And then he also did this chicken curry um, that he made out of the Instant Pot, too. And it was another thing where I was just so surprised by how flavorful it was. So if you're into the Instant Pot, if you love it, I really think you should check out Bradley's recipes yeah. and then send him emails. We're going to make him come on Twin Cities Live more often to uh, share them. I would love for him to be the, you know, the Instant the, Pot guy. I know because I don't I don't have the bandwidth to be able to do it, you know, as much. And so I think that that would be amazing. Like one of the things I just saw in here, someone posted in our group. Um, using making instant pot banana bread, and I was like, "Now this is a thing you have to have an insert for, right? You have to have a little pot for it." But the idea that it basically, um, so she also talked about ripening bananas quickly in the oven, which you can do, and then you just kind of mash it and go. But the idea that you could like kind of make a quick little spoon the batter in and prep the pan and have it done in you know a few minutes. I was just trying to see how long it would take total time is um i guess it's an hour to totally like make it and do everything all together yeah which is not that big of a deal no, that's a fun idea that's a really that's a really fun idea what? it was it was really useful to have that machine during a renovation yes because it was the only way i was able to saute things and make rice and right. stuff like that right i did try the instant pot mac and cheese and i wasn't wowed by it yeah, and that's the thing is, and that's I also love about this uh, website or this page is that we have people who are like, you know, like they just have never loved rice in mm-hmm. it. And I said, so I have had issues with rice, too. And then I used it for brown rice and it's two and a half cups of water with two cups of rice. Yeah. A little bit more water than you normally. It's not a one to one. Not one to one. And then and the fact that it came out it perfectly, beautifully for that uh, stir fry that we did after that. And it was like, and it was 15 minutes tops for brown rice. That's amazing. I know. And so without having to worry about, and because I have been burning my rice on my stovetop lately, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not paying attention or something. Well, it's inconsistent. Pinch of Yum, the blog, they also have a lot of Instant Pot recipes. Yeah. And um, I think that one is really helpful. And her recipes are really well tested. And everybody I know that makes them loves them. She, that, that's, she's probably the only blogger. Lindsay, that I read Pinch of Yum and I just will make the recipe right then. Yeah. I'll go, oh my gosh, I got to make this right now. Right. 
I know. So we have, and I know we were talking about getting a couple instant pot bloggers and uh, having them call in. So we're going to work on that. Yeah, Bradley. There you go. I know. I think I'm going to Bradley lead the discussion. <laughs> That's how we should do it. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we just, we just have more show for you. That's going to be super fun. We're going to talk a little bit about things to cook when you're not feeling so good. All right, we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Uh, Elizabeth, you were not feeling so well this week. No, it was the worst. I got hit with a little kid disease. I got strep throat. That strep is... throat. Who gets strep throat Who over gets... the age of like 12? Did you actually get the throat swab thing? Yeah, he jammed that Q-tip all the way down my throat. Not I thought fun. I was going to die. That not was fun. the worst part. I said, what is happening here? Not fun. I um, was hit with strep throat this week and then thank goodness for penicillin. You know, invented in 1928. What a great day that <laughs> what was. What a great day that was for everybody <laughs> in the northern climate. It was really terrific. Especially. Life-changing for many, many people. Clearly. Life-saving. And for me, um, it has gotten me through. So... It was just kind of one of those rough things. The Twin Cities Live office is probably like a lot of offices. It's also like here at my talk where everybody has gotten so sick. Steve Patterson had yes. the flu, literally influenza. Yeah. For a week. It was <laughs> brutal. We had a, our executive producer was sick and then our executive producer's son had influenza. So then all of us are going Oh my gosh. And I thought I'm doing great. I'm doing great until I wasn't doing great. Right. And then, um, and then I got strep, but I know a lot of stuff is going around. The guy at the minute clinic was just like, we've been very busy. Everybody's sick. So it does kind of make you think about what are sort of those healing foods? What are the things that you reach for? When um, when you don't feel good and, you know, food is medicine, right? Yeah. And last week we had talked. I was we were at Max's last week, the jewelry store. Oh, fun. And I had just come out. I had just come out. I was like, I was like basically high on life at that point because I was like, I am alive <laughs> and I feel great. And I just was sort of like, I was just up. And it's a lot of it was because I, I, I mean, I think when you're so down and then your energy gets down and then you're not eating as much, but you're looking for something. And I had gotten up that morning and had a huge thing of broth yeah, and I felt really good. And I feel like I'm now I'm all just like skyrocket in sight. You know? I, to- I know you're totally right. I think um, a couple of things that always save me, I we get the matzo ball soup from Cecil's Deli in St. Paul every time someone is sick. If there's just a minor bit of someone sick, even the kids, my kids love it and they'll just sip on the broth and they think it's so good. And there's a reason why they call it Jewish penicillin. Yeah, I got the Jewish penicillin and then I had to get the actual penicillin. Yeah, you kind of had to double down. (laughs) So I doubled down, but I will eat an entire quart of it. It's like six matzo balls, and I don't care. No, because that's the other thing is I think you, when you're feeling sick and then you start to feel like, oh, I'm, I'm not really, I shouldn't be eating so much bread or carbs or whatever. Listen, just let your body tell you what it wants. Unless it's sugar. The only thing is my body sugar, craves right? sugar it when does? I'm sick. Yes. Yeah. I will want sugar more than anything when I'm sick. And Steph, I'm convinced it's the sickness inside of me yeah. craving its fuel. It is. Isn't that, it I know is. that sounds kind of crazy. No, it's not crazy at all. In fact, it is one of the things that they talk about, um, like when you're sick and you get you and you go and you buy those cough drops. Yes. And you have to make sure that they don't have, sh- that it, they're the low, low, low sugar or no, because sugar feeds. Feeds it. It feeds it, it and feeds it makes it sickness. worse. Yeah, it's really uh, gross. So that was a big thing. Um, that's something that I crave and I try to eat. I saw you posting recently about kanji. Yes. And I loved that you did that because kanji was actually the first. That was one of the first foods that I realized was a healing food. I was when I was 22, I had a terrible bronchial infection. This is when I worked in Duluth and it was my first job. I was waking up at 
two in the morning to go anchor the morning show. I had no idea what I was doing. And I got really, really sick. And I went to an acupuncturist there. And um, she said, you need to make kanji and you just need to eat it. And essentially what it is, is it sort of ends up being like this savory soft rice porridge. Yeah. Because you cook the rice in a broth until it's like very mushy. It breaks it down. Like, you know how you go rice one to one and then it it absorbs it and then that's rice. right? It absorbs the water and that's rice. But when you you I mean, and I do mine in my instant pot and I go one cup rice to seven cups of broth or water. Yes. And so then it not only it absorbs it, but then it kind of breaks it down. And then you can do just like some small vegetables in it. Like Mm -hmm. I remember I would do like some grated carrots and like just I will spinach whole leaves of spinach and you cook it in while it's hot and they just wilts and then it's just part of it it's amazing it's a really healing kind of porridge almost to eat so that's something that i I saw you posting about that and i was reminded of that was the first time i thought oh food can heal you yeah and i think it's in i think the funny thing is we've been talking about kanji for a couple years now and i am i am literally like to the point where i made chicken and rice soup the other day just basic rice and chicken soup and and it probably turned into kanji and jake's like did you make kanji again and i was like no i tried not to but i kind of did you know and then actually like day two chicken and rice soup is is kanji kanji. it is and you're like okay but then hansen said there was i think it was in bon appetit or in um in Food & Wine, one of the magazines has a big recipe for kanji and calling it out. And she's like, I'm like, I know, I'm telling you. It is a it is a healer food. I also think like kombucha, I think green juices, mm-hmm. I think tea is so important. I I'm a big fan of the throat so coat tea. tea. I got the honey lemon one this time. And then just hot water with lemon and a cinnamon stick in it oh. goes a long way. So for me, it's the hot water with the ginger. Like I grate a little bit of ginger in there and lemon and then just a tiny bit of like a cayenne, just a little bit of a hot whatever, you know, to kind of give like it kind of enlivens your your senses and everything and helps drain your face a little bit. I just don't think that you can consume enough broth when you're sick. So if you're feeling ill... Those are my recommendations. Do you ever, when the kids get sick, do they ever like, you know, here's the thing is like the thing I always wanted and the thing that is for me when I feel like I've been sick or I'm getting sick is my mom used to make like little peanut butter cracker sandwiches, you know, like on saltines with peanut butter. And that was like, I mean, I, of course I ate those all the time, but it was like when, before I could eat anything, I wasn't up for anything. And then she would bring me a couple little stacks of saltine and peanut butter. So that's, I think like whenever I get sick, I crave that. I can't think of anything, anytime I ever want a saltine. Oh God. Isn't that funny? Oh my God. Butter and saltines. Hello. This is my life. Maybe I just haven't had one in a long time. A club cracker. I'm totally with. I don't want anything. I don't want it. The club is too butter in. I want the, I want to put my own butter on and we all know how I feel about butter. That's fair. We We don't have to go over that. We love the butter. Although did you, (laughs) you brought some bread in here today with no butter. I know. But and that's I because like, Steph, they, what is that a, happening here? Was at a place where there was no butter. There is a stick of butter. I know. There is like that is that was probably Hanson's biggest rave against me. Is like when they brought the butter to me, I stopped talking on the air because I was just eating. And she was like, "I have nobody here. I'm you like, have oh. to keep talking." Speaking of butter, yeah. Um, on Twin Cities Live recently, we made a honey butter pork. Yeah, tenderloin. let's talk about that. I think we should post this recipe. This was from Lori Kroll at Golden Fig. You know, I love Lori and I I just love, she does really simple recipes on the show that just make it kind of go, oh gosh, I can be doing this. Yeah. And a pork tenderloin is something that I don't make at home generally. I don't know why. 
You know what's funny is I used when I saw that I was like, you know how long has it been? But when my kids, when I had like four kids in the house, it's a great way to do it. We used to make it all the time. It totally is. It's really simple. This uh, recipe contains four ingredients plus salt and pepper, butter, honey, a pork tenderloin, and then either apple cider or chicken stock to use to just make this sauce. So you basically cook the pork tenderloin in this butter and honey. And that's what cooks it. And then you um, and put I it in an oven and bake it for a little bit. And then you um, put the pot with the sauce back on the burner. Yeah. Add the apple cider or the chicken stock and just let it reduce. And it turns into this kind of like sticky, glazy sauce almost that you just spoon. But it's not too sweet? Not too sweet. Because you know I can't do glazes when they're too sweet. No, it's not. It's because it's got, it's the butter and it's just a and, little bit of honey. Yeah, okay. And a little bit of sweet with pork is good. No, it is. Yeah. yeah. I used to do my big thing with pork tenderloin. We used to be, I used to do like sort of an apple compote with it. Like Great. I would cut up apples and then do a little bit of like ginger with the apples. Oh, that sounds really and good. And the, the sweetness from the apples would pull. You could probably put a little bit of ginger in this and I, I bet it would could. be really good. Right. I think you really could. I think it's really a flexible recipe, Ooh, but I you just then this spoon tonight. this sauce and it was a reminder of just picking a piece of meat. And then making a really simple sauce. And then she just did baked sweet potatoes on the side that she baked in the crock pot. You said that. She put them in the slow cooker. She didn't do anything to them. She didn't she, coat them with anything. She didn't. No. She just she, stuck them I mean, in I, there. She washed them, I'm sure. And that was it. And she stuck them in there. And then for eight hours. And then you slice them down the center. And they are perfectly cooked. Fluffy. And she used pretty big ones. Huh. It was really amazing. I, I, you could do that in the Instant Pot, too, the, with the slow cooker if you needed to. There's a slow cook. I've never used a slow cook button on my Instant Pot. Yeah, because you probably have a slow cooker. I don't. <laughs> really? You don't? No. I don't. I don't. I get it. I I like things in the slow cooker, and then every time I make it a version of what, like if I make pulled pork, for example, yeah. in the slow cooker, and then when I make a version out of the slow cooker and I just braise it in the oven, yeah. it's so much better. See, because I'm like you, I had an oven that was like a Cadillac of ovens. And so I was like, I'm not going to use, I'm going to use my oven. Yeah. And so I did. And so I never got used to using the, the slow cooker. Mm-hmm. And then the instant pot for me is about speed. It's not about slow. And so that's why I'm always like, that's what I love about it. I don't, yeah, that's, that's why I never use it. There are positives that. and negatives to all of it. Completely true. But a chili in the slow cooker is quite useful. Yeah, see, I just made chili last night on the stove. <laughs> and it was great. Like, two hours on the stove and that's it. I know. But on a weekday, if you pop it in the morning and then have it sit. See, this is the bigger, this is the bigger problem. I don't have this whole, like, things happen in the morning. Yeah. Like, I get the kid on the bus, or he now he gets out in his own car. But, like, I, sometimes it's the only time of the day that he and I get to see each other. For sure. And so I we make breakfast, we talk, or he mumbles at me. And then he uh, gets in his car, and then I got to get ready and go. And so I don't... I, don't, it, I, I yeah. tend to do some meal prep in the morning, and I feel so good when I, I bet know you, that yeah. things are happening. I, and I, the and I'm really you, efficient, and I'm quick, and so I just kind of crank things through. And then if I have something in the slow cooker... Or I have something ready to go for that night. I feel like I'm winning. You and and I will say you have like a pack to have to feed, and that's different than it's just me and the kid. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. it's like you have responsibilities to many humans who are looking at you and going, well, "What are we gonna have for dinner?" Oh my gosh, they're always asking that. Are they always asking? Yeah, yeah, I know. What's for dinner? They love to know. But they, they love, love to, to know. know. Even like they love for me to tell them in the morning. The kids on the way out the door. <gasps> hey, tonight we're having chicken wild rice soup. Oh yay! I know. And then they look forward they to coming do. home and having it. I know. And I text Jake sometimes in the day, like, "Are you feeling ribs? Or are you feeling this?" And then so we kind of have this text conversation in the middle of the day. That's sweet. I know it's fun.
All right, we're going to take a break, you guys. We're going to come back. We're going to give you the moral of the story and kind of a little rundown of what's going on in town this weekend. We will be right back. This is The Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you to Elizabeth Reese oh, for filling in. I love coming to visit. Thank you for even, having me. I don't even know where Hanson is. Like, I don't, I don't know even she know why either. she's not here today. She just texts me dates and says, can yeah. you come in? And I say, heck yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm here. I think I'm here another date um, next month, too. I think you are, too. Yeah, it's just lovely. You know, I love coming in and getting to chat it's food so great. with you guys. It's so great. Hey, I did want to shout out to the fact, because we were talking about Bradley Trainer and his Instant Pot skills um, and his batch cooking and everything else. And he is going to be in this fashion show that I'm going to be in, along with Allie Kaplan, who is coming up next in Shop Girls. And this is all for Planned Parenthood, but it's uh, it's on Thursday. So if you kind of want to see us strut the runway, Woo. then, uh, you know, they're, they're apparently hiring all the models who need to be hired, which is me. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I'm just saying. That's awesome. I know. That'll so it's kind of fun. So... Uh, what do you have on tap for the rest of the weekend? Um, you know, I'm going to go, I think I'm going to do the wild game this afternoon. Great. Um, we're going to take our little one. Are we a little there. sad about the Zuckers? Um, we are sad about the Zuckers. Yeah. Because we kind of love Carly. I mean, I love Jason too, but I just know Carly more you than You know, anything. Carly's really great. And um, I think it was, it's sad to see someone who I think really dedicated themselves to this community yeah. and, you know, pro athletes. They they can do what they want with mm-hmm. their time. Yeah. They certainly don't have to give stuff back, right. and he really does. Yeah. And they prioritize that as a family. And I think, you know, I, I was reading. I was a little disappointed in reading some of the comments, um, just on what Carly said about their family kind of being split up. And I get that they have a lot of financial resources and they have help and they have the ability to go back and forth and kind of figuring things out. But you know, time is the great equalizer. You guys, it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how much money you have. We all have 24 hours in the day. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you are a great parent, you want to spend time with your kids. And so if they're, if you don't have that ability to just be able to come home after work and be with your family, that's hard, no matter how much money you have exactly, and so I was. I just felt a little disappointed in the reaction of this community that felt well, very much like money should solve every problem. And, and that's guys. That's, I don't know how short sighted you are, right? Well, it it's doesn't. also it's also this weird thing where we're in this place where I don't know. I guess I guess there's a lot of division in the country and in the world right now, and then people are being sort of trained to sort of you know, be mad at other people for things that doesn't seem to, that is sort of a, like, I don't have and you have. At the end of the day, I mean, they're a family with a lot of great opportunities and a lot of great advantages. But at the end of the day, they're also a family who wants to be a family and be together. And so there you go. So yeah, anyway, wild game happening. And then, um, and then, you know, Sunday's the day of rest. So Sunday I will be cooking all day. Will you? Yeah. That's all I love to do on Sundays. I I love to just make things. I like to prep things. I like to sit with my menu board and write things out and look at cookbooks and kind of always, you know, over grocery shop and imagine yes. that I'll make way more things than I have time for. Um, I have to tell you, since we're talking about, I did a Sunday cooking thing the other week and I had just a total fail. So I wanted to like make sure that I share my fails as well as my, Please you know, do. it was a Bon Appetit or no, it was New York times. I think it was, uh, you know, like I'm, I've said often I subscribe to that app uh, to their cooking segment on the New York Times because I just love how it's both there's so many good basic things but then things come across and I go ooh really good Instagram feed too if you don't yeah. want to do the app just follow New York Times food on 
Instagram and you'll be really inspired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's usually where it happens. It comes up on my Instagram and then I click through to the app and which I, you know, and the subscription base. But here's the deal. So there was a pasta. It was a baked, they called it a baked Alfredo pasta. Okay. And it was just like cavatappi. So the big curly noodles and a Parmesan cream sauce with like, it had broccoli rob, I think in there. Okay. And I was like, oh, because it basically is the idea that Alfredo sauces, you know, you, after a couple, you get super excited. And then after a couple bites, you're kind of bored. Yeah. You know, and I get that too. And so that was the broccoli rob was a little bit of an addition, but having it baked wasn't so soupy and it wasn't so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Well, I decided, well, first of all, I didn't have any broccoli rob, which is the leafy version of the broccoli right. that you find like the soup. It almost looks like dandelion stems. And it's bitter. Yeah. Um, but I did broccolini because I didn't have, which is like the small little yeah. sprouted ones. I love broccoli. And those are delicious. And you chop them up and it's still green. Yeah, and they're long and like the stalks are better than yeah. regular broccoli. Yeah. I cut them up like so that it's almost like beans or mm-hmm. something in your thing. But then I decided I also wanted a meat in the, <laughs> so I also cooked up a bunch of bacon and threw that in there. And then I was thinking, you know what I could use is a leek. And so then I cut up a leek and I put it in there. And then... <laughs> How many and thens are there? I know, but it, I just, and then I cooked this big thing. I put a whole pound of pasta because that's what it said. And it was supposed to fit into a nine by 13 dish. But you'd added 15 things. I kind of had added 15 things. <sighs> so I also then realized, okay, I need to do this in a bigger dish. So I did the five quart, you know, which is like, like not nine oven. by 13. It's whatever. Yeah. By 15, you know, right. a bigger one. And then, but here's the weird part. What they wanted you to do. They wanted you to heat the butter in the baking dish in while you're heating up your oven and then pull it out when the butter was melted in the baking dish. And then they wanted you to whisk the cream and the cheese in the baking dish directly with like the melted butter in this hot baking dish. Is the idea to save a bowl or something? I don't know, but that I did it because I was following along and, you know, trying this recipe. I will never do that again. That is a ridiculous step. You have no control. You don't have a good whisk area. You're not it's not hot. Bad edges. It's you can't hold it. Yeah. It was I if I would have made my sauce in a pan like I always do yeah. and then poured it over that, it would have been amazing. Listen, there fail. are things that I fail at too. I I have I'm cursed with au gratin. I'm cursed with stir fry and um my smoothie game is horrendous. Oh really? Three things that I'm How is really your smoothie terrible. game horrendous? I've, I've finally started to get a little bit better because I, I, it was because of the and thens. Uh-huh. Because I would always go, oh, I should add this superfood and this superfood. And I never would add enough liquid. Uh, so I am getting a little bit better. Okay, you're getting your ratios I've, down. I have tried au gratin things two times <laughs> at family holidays. And it is turns out to be a soupy, disgusting mess. Oh, that is sad. Really sad. That is sad for you. I feel bad about that. Yeah, I feel bad about it too. Do you do like a potato layering? I've done a potato one. I did a parsnip one. And um, it's very bad. Okay. And believe me, guys. I know you've tried. And and you know how to cook. cook. You know how to do that. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. I know. Um, Hey, I wanted to shout out a couple things that were going on uh, this week. First of all, I want you to know if you can go to Surly today, there's a casting call. Hey, for for Love Island. No. Yes. That you, reality show. For it's Love Island. It is it is uh a, I think it's a CBS uh yeah, it's a WCCO call for Love Island. Uh the first six hundred contestants will receive an official Love Island water bottle, which I guess it starts at one o'clock. Um if you wanna I I mean I'm assuming that Love Island is like, you know, the Bachelor on an Island, but like I know, I or Temptation why, Island. I don't know why whatever. I'm turning my nose up at this. I like I watch The Bachelor, and I've been to Bachelor casting calls for work. 
So here I was like, Love Island. I and know. then I thought, boy pot, way to call the kettle black. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right? I know. I just think it's I mean, like, who knows? I don't watch this stuff, but I will tell you this. The Gen Zers think it's hysterical and they all were watching that Temptation Island and like like trading stories about it. Great. It was great. So there you go. Um, I don't know if you know it's Girl Scout cookie time. Oh boy. Get in on the Samoas. I know. Well, they're doing uh, at Sisyphus Brewing. Don't forget, Girl Scout cookie week starts Monday with flights of four beers paired with four cookies. I know. Boom. Very good. All right. Well, it was fun having you here, Lady Pants. It goes by too fast. It does. And we will see you dishers again next week. But thanks for hanging. Everybody, ciao, ciao. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator skin. Man, I love Operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. College duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.